It's awesome to be with you. It's so lekker om vanochtend weer saam met julle hier te wees. Ek dink jy daar is een beter setting in Jos Jenny. Ek dink jy daar is een beter setting nie. Hier is the best setting in Jos Jenny churches. And uh, ek wens dat julle kon airconditioner gehad het dat met die winter ook so te hou. I mean, it's going to get cold and then, then it will not be so lekker but then there will be something else. Eh? Yeah, so again, so wonderful to be with you. We just came back from the Free State. So yes, there are one, two Josh Jen churches in the Free State, one in, in, Beth, in Bluefontein and one in Bethlehem. And then there's a f- two four, ch- four twelve churches, one in Bethlehem and one in Clarence. So we spent almost two weeks in the Free State. And there we met the Minister of Roads Destruction. It's called Mr. Potoles Lagate. <laughs> yeah, terrible. You guys don't know what, what beautiful roads are comparing to what you find in the free state. It's terrible. It's really terrible. With all the rain and, and it's actually dangerous. You need a land cruiser 4x4 four four with big wheels to make sure you don't make an accident or whatever. It's terrible. But yeah... But the Lord's really doing a great work amongst the Free State farmers. Uh, like I always said, I comes from the Free State. <laughs> the states, the Free States. But yeah, just wonderful to see what the Lord is doing and, and bringing life to His churches again, you know. Uh, Afrikaans-speaking people like Hetty and I, traditional people who found the Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit, found life in the churches, and that, that is what God is doing. What is this? <laughs> I was looking for who's playing something here. So, yeah. Never heard it this morning. Yeah, wonderful. So, yeah. Just to see how the Lord is, is bringing life to churches again, that's wonderful to see it. And if you can do it in the free state, in the, in the Burrasa Harte, Knorpotte, Ek sê altyd, daar op die plaas kreeg opa knor, pa knor en klein knor. Knorre. Hulle is lief om te knor. And I was one of the knorre. Until uh, Andrew said to me, you know what, you're not a bad guy, but you need to smile more. So, uh, to begin ek a smiley te wees. So, just wonderful. The transformation that happens in a man's life when you come to the Lord and the transformation that happens in churches when the Holy Spirit and the life of God comes back into churches. Amen? And just take away everything that's, from, that's not from the Lord. And that's what, eindelijk wat hy nou doen. Hy doen nie een nieuwe ding nie. Hy is net bezig om alles weg te vat wat nie van om as nie. En die lewe terug te bring. It's like, you know, just bring life back again in churches. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen in Montague. There will be a testimony of God bringing back His life into this place, into this, not just in the church, but in town. And uh, His kingdom will come again in this place. Come on, all the revivals we had many years ago, like a Montague and Swellendam and all those places, Andrew Murray, He's going to do it again. There's enough, there's enough seed in the ground for that, and I'm praying for it. Because this is not a man who is going to do it, by His Holy Spirit. Amen. And if you listen carefully, you, we see revivals all over the world, like in Ashbury and all those places. So that it's going to happen here again. And South Africa, yeah. South Africa is not in South Africa. Come on. This is a tough current here, bro. So this morning I want to talk to you about the priesthood of every believer. Sure. The priesthood of every believer. Yeah. Yeah, Father, I thank you that in, in a few moments, Lord, that you yourself by your Holy Spirit will deposit in our hearts the wonderful calling of every believer, the priesthood of every believer. It's a huge word for us, Lord. But I pray by your Spirit that you will just bring revelation in our hearts and that this will be a theme for you, running for you, Lord, in the place called Montague. In Jesus' name I pray, Lord, that you will do it. Lord, use my words. 
by your spirit, Lord, I pray that you will bring it in the hearts of the people, a rich deposit that will activate them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm not really a guy watching rugby. But last night I was a bit tired and I sat down before the TV and I watched the French absolutely demolished England. Wie van jullie dit gezien? Een paar van jullie dit gezien? Frankrijk het gewend. I think it was 53-10, something like it. Ja, so die arme Engelse en as antwikkenem in Engeland. Sê, jo, so ek is nie ook wat rarig oor rugby praat as ek preek nie, but that was just so wonderful to see. <laughs> the French just beating the Roynecker, absolutely. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And you know what? This morning I was thinking of it, and I, and I was thinking, the reason, what happened? How did they win by that margin? And it's for one reason, they played as a team. Hulle was nie bang om die bal te swaai nie. Hulle het om gepas. En die voorspelers het die dree gedruk. So, it was like, man, they were a team. Like, we never saw that before. On Twickenham. And, I feel in my heart that this morning, it's a, in a sense, it's a message for this church. It's like, this church will become a team. Because a captain, and a vice captain, and a bench player cannot win the match. Come on. It cannot just be the pastor. We're going to change that. He's not pastor anymore. It's just Claude. That's all, huh? So it's not just Claude and the elders and the worship and team who's going to do it. It's you and I. And that's why I'm going to speak on the priesthood of every believer this morning. Because there's, there's scripture for it. And there's a calling. But you must listen. This is not just a teaching. We, we, we are connected to, to one another as churches to help each other to become healthy churches. Amen? Amen. Healthy churches. So this is bottom line. If you're not, as a believer, if you don't take up your role as a, in the priesthood of believers, we will never see the church become healthy. Amen? So this morning, I believe, is a, is a, if you don't like the word, you have to run now. Because <laughs> uh, I feel God's going to activate you this morning and bring you from, a, from being part of the audience to being part of the team. The best rugby players are going to be on the pavilion. You know, you know. But as you're on the field, you're going to die and you're going to die. So come on, this morning I believe it's not just a motivational speech. I believe it's the heart of God to see us as a church become alive again by every one of us being activated in the priesthood of all believers. And then when you, when this church, the, nothing will stop this church. Amen. Nothing Amen. will stop this church. Yes. Nothing will stop Just Jen. So when, I mean, many years ago we, we got connected to Just Jen and that's one of the first things that we saw in Just Jen is that, you know what? It's a ministry of believers, a ministry, not just a, a audience, an audience. It's a ministry of believers. Everyone is activated and compassionate and, and they're on fire for the Lord, not just during the worship, but giving themselves. So that's my prayer this morning is that when you, when you leave here this morning, you will never be the same again. Never be the same and say, Lord, forgive me for being passive in the kingdom of God. And then you know what happens when, you, when, when, you, when you're passive and you're just part of, the, of an audience. You become critical. You can be constant and you can be critical. As you're in the ice cream, you're not critical. You can be warborgen. You can all your stamps and stoot and you can be critical. You can be And then you say, I'm part of it. I can't be critical anymore. Then you, then you appreciate everyone in that scrum and the back line. Because you know, I need you. We're a team. Does it make sense? Yes. Come on, man. So let, let's read this this morning. Just to, just to give you again, just to give you the vision of, of being connected to Josh Chen and to 412. And you can write down the scriptures. I was just going to read it. And, and then you can read it back home, maybe. 
again, Ephesians 4, 11 to 13 says, And Jesus gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints. So, who are the saints? Wie van jylle is heilig is? So paar wat bang is om sy hand op te steek. Jy weet nie wie ek is. We all saints, eh? To equip the saints for the work of ministry, the building up, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. Dis gesond wees, gesonde kerk. Mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Dis waarvoor die Heere ons geroep het. So, the primary call. Let's start with the primary call this morning. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. The primary call and ministry of every believer. Do you know what it is this morning? Maybe you can find it out this morning, what it is. What's my primary call as a believer? 1 Peter 2, 9 to 10 says, As you come to him, to Jesus, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. So that's not an option. Ach nee man, ek is maar net die, ek is maar net die geloofig in my ou. Nee, you're part of it. To be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We're going to spend some time on that. To to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So 1 Peter 2, 4 to 5 says, But you are a chosen race. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you're God's people. Amen. Hey? Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. And then John said in Revelation 1, this is a beautiful piece. John said to, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before the throne, that's the Holy Spirit, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom. And then he says, priests to his God and Father, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He made us priests. So, misschien wonder jy vanochtend, wat beteken het om een priester te wees? As ek die woord priester hoor, when I hear the word priest, I'm thinking of someone who are ordained as a priest. And that's not what it is, because this is about our function, not about our entitlement. Or maybe our identity. God wants us to function as priests in his house. So the primary call of every believer is to be connected to the living stone himself. So can I ask you this morning, are you connected to Jesus? Are you really connected? So if the head gets severed from the body, what happens to the body? Quickly, very quickly. Decapitated, is that what the word is? As jy ontdoe word, dis die vinnigste dood. Is voorbij. Is eindelike genade dood. But if you're not connected to the head himself, as part of the body, you're dead. Spiritually, we're dead. So, our first primary call is that we will be connected to Jesus himself as an individual not just as a body not in the things that we do but you can I ask you this morning do you know do you really know in your heart that you're connected to the Lord that there's a life flow from Jesus to yourself to your heart to your spirit so it's easy to say yes I am but you will know this morning if you are you will even know how true it is Maybe one day when somebody says to you, listen, I've got bad news for you. You've got six months to live. Then you will know what it is. Then you will know how true it is if you're connected to Jesus or not. You will know. 
It's your inheritance. It's what you become when you, when you give your heart to the Lord, like the invitation this morning. When you're born again, that's what happens. You, you get alive in your spirit, and you're connected to Jesus. Amen? By His Spirit, you're connected. Or you're not. Not just like when I'm part of the church, part of the group, or part of Just Gen, I'm connected to Jesus. No, that's no guarantee. You're connected in relationship with the Lord spiritual relationship you you need to hear his voice and spend time you you need to know that you are walking with god every day that's your primary call that's what it is to be a priest in the house is to be connected to him amen does it make sense i'm not too heavy on this i'm just bringing the gospel this morning i mean that's what it is yeah man i will never forget the day that jesus called me jesus is always calling us to himself Always, like every morning, he's calling us to himself in relationship. He's not waiting for us. He's not like listening for us. He's actually, he takes the initiative in our relationship with him. That's how wonderful he is. It's like this morning he said how much he loves us. It's from him, from him, from his side that he told us that he loves us so much. So he takes the initiative. Every morning he's tapping me on the shoulder when I wake up. I want to spend this day with you and I want to walk with you by, with the Holy Spirit. I will never forget the day that Jesus called me. You know, it's like, it, it, it was almost like he was calling Lazarus from the grave. Only difference was it was I who was spiritually dead in my sin and by his grace I responded and was, and was saved. So there was a there was something in my heart. I wasn't even born again. And I know that I know it's Jesus was calling my name. You know? It's like he, he loves you so much that he, he says in his word, when we were enemies of God, we were reconciled with him through Jesus Christ. So what it means is like, that's beautiful. Huh? What, it, what it means is that even when I rejected God in my life, he was still keeping on and keeping on and calling my name. Then, then, and then eventually, to have no evil It's like I didn't. He, he, he called out with a loud voice, calling Lazarus from the grave. Lazarus. I didn't say Lazarus come out. I can't. But the scripture he called with a loud voice. And at that moment, the Lord said, "Let me not hear you." And he had to so hard that he couldn't. And I couldn't understand what to say. Lord, you're calling my name? So that morning, when I woke up on a Sunday morning, and as usually, we went to church, the traditional church. So nothing wrong with the church, but there was nothing inside of me. So I heard the Lord saying in my spirit, I only, now I know that it was the Lord. He said, I want you to go to a small little church in that town. And there I met the Lord that morning. Same, just like, even much smaller than this. And that morning I gave my heart to the Lord. And that was the Lord calling me. And he's still calling me up to this day. So I responded and I was saved. So Jesus said, John fifteen five. he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. We need to abide in the Lord. Every day, connected. That is your first calling, your primary calling as a priest. Amen? For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We can do nothing without the Lord, without the Holy Spirit. I can't stand up here this morning and preach without just praying again and then again and again. Lord, please anoint me by your Holy Spirit so that the words that I preach this morning will be words from your heart not from my mind. And uh, I can't do nothing without him. I can't, I can't live without him. I can't, I can't even eat without him. I need him for everything in my life. So the works of ministry, that's what you've been called to, the works of ministry. They equip the saints for the works of ministry. So fivefold ministry in the, in the first place is given to equip you for the, your primary call. And your primary call is to be connected with the Lord. So you see, the elders' primary task 
the shepherds, the under shepherds. The Lord is the shepherd, but the under shepherds in the house and the community leaders and the deacons and whoever. Our primary task is to make sure that you are connected to Jesus himself. You're not primarily connected to me or to Claude or to the elders. I mean, you're connected to the Jesus. And if you're not connected to him in the first place and you're connected to a, a human, then there's problems. Does it make sense? So, yeah, that's, that's, thank you, Lord, for our primary call to be connected. So, and, and what, what, what about this thing about priests? So, in the Old Testament, we had the Levites who were made up of priests and high priests in the tabernacle and the temple. They had the sole purpose to minister unto God, to tend to the temple and to offer up sacrifices brought by the people. In the New Testament church, we see the saints doing the ministry, becoming priests in his house, and they are equipped by the fivefold ministry to do it. So, or to be clearer, that is how it should be. We know how it should be, in, and, but unfortunately, the man of God syndrome, do you know what I'm talking about? The man of God syndrome has overtaken most churches. And we get the pastor, the church board, and the rest are just audience. You hear what I'm saying this morning? That's not God. That's not kingdom. We've got the shepherds. We've got the lead elder. We've got the community leaders. We've got the deacons. And we've got the saints. And we're all ministers unto God in church. You have to, to take up this morning your, your calling as a priest in the house of God. Because what a, a priest is a, a mediator between the people. That's what a priest was. But is a media, mediator between God and the people. And it's, a, it's one who ministers unto God in the temple. Sac and brings sacrifices unto God. So what are our spiritual sacrifices? Before we get in the, into that, we must remember again that all our sacrifices to God will only be accepted through Jesus Christ. Remember that. That means that nothing outside of our faith and trust in Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit will be acceptable to the Father. Nothing will be acceptable to the Father if it's outside the relation of Christ and you're doing it by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, otherwise, it is only works of my flesh. Je kan so probeer so, so veel as wat jy wil. Ek weet, baie mense is in een plek in hulle geestelike leven wat hulle voel, as ek goed doen aan die oukies wat arm is, ergens gaan ek een rechtmerkie kry. Ek sê nie, sê nie, dis verkeerd om dit te doen nie. But if you, if you think that by your works, you will be accepted by God, you make a mistake. Only the works through the belief and my faith in Jesus Christ will be accepted. So even be, being a priest in the house of God must be through my faith in the high priest. And he is the high priest, Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's look at, at what are our spiritual sacrifices. So it's, it all starts with us. If I want to read that again to you. Let, let me just let me see. I want to go back to Peter where it says... Uh, yeah, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So that's our calling, connected to, to Jesus, and we are called to offer spiritual sacrifices. Ons moet geestelike offers aan die Heere bring. Wat is hierdie geestelike offers wat die Heere ons roep? Voor, wat is dit? Weer is goed om oor die goeders te dink. Ons kan het lees, ja, dat is een wonderlijke skrif. As jy iemand anders jou vraag, wat is die geestelike offers? Ek uh. dink is goed om die Heere te vraag, ek dink dier hierdie goeders, ek bid dier hierdie goeders, wees dit vir my, ek gaan doen naslaan werk, want ek geloof die Heere het hierdie goeders aan ander mense ook al gewees, so dat ek kan leer by ander mense ook. What are our spiritual sacrifices? So let's look at it. It all starts with us, en as skrif vir hierdie goeders, Dis nodig om dit te lees. It all starts with us, and it starts with everything we do in our bodies. And he's my body. It starts with our bodies. Wherever we are, whatever we do. Whether you're a housewife, a farmer, a teacher, 
a doctor, a full-time minister, a professional sportsman or woman, or etc., whatever. Whatever we do, we do it to the glory of God. That's our first sacrifice. Or one of our spiritual sacrifices. So Romans 12, verse 1 says, and, and this is the verse uh, for it. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. You see, that's where it all starts. Is when I come to the, to the point in my life, when I, yes, I believe in Jesus. I think many people will tell you that they believe in Jesus. But few people will come to a place where they sacrifice themselves to, to the Lord. It's like, I don't live for myself anymore. I'm not my own anymore. Jesus bought me with his blood. I'm his property. So that means every morning when I wake up, I have to have this thought in my life. It's like, Lord, I belong to you. This day, doesn't matter what I do, this day, I'm your property. You, you send me, Lord. Whatever you, we, we sang it this, this morning. Whatever you ask me, I will do it. Wherever you want me to go, you, I will do it. So my body, and I mean to sacrifice the comfort of my body is not always so lacquer. Am I right? It can't be my gemak nie. Too veel mense sal sê vandag, dis nie eindelijk week is nie. Ek hoor wat jy sê, maar ek weet nie of het rarig is wat ek is nie. So, you know, to move house. Who, 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 who like to move house? Huh? Just to move from one town to another town and to move house. I mean, vir wie is dit lekker? Jo, dit is vir niemand lekker nie, nee. Ek meen, so, ja, just a while ago, the Lord asked us to move to Wooster. And I was settled in Swellendam. It's like, man, yeah, the best, beautiful, most beautiful place in the side of heaven. And, uh, and it's so lucky in Swellendam. And the Lord said, no, I want you in Worcester. And I, and I even argued with it. I said to the leaders, I said, what do you want me to do in Worcester? Because I believe I can do it from Swellendam. <laughs> I can go there frequently and I can I've got enough resources and I mean I can go online I go zoom I can do a lot of stuff and I can even go there and sleep there and I argued and I thought to myself yeah I'm not gonna move house again I moved house in Swellendam seven times seven times in a period of 13 years and I'm not counting all the years before that because when you're in ministry and you belong to the Lord you keep your Boxes packed, some of, the, some of them. <laughs> you don't unpack everything. Except this last move now. We went back from Worcester to Swellendam, and I said to Eti, I'm going to unpack everything. Because I think if I leave one box again, the Lord's going to say, you had a box. So I'm going to unpack. Lord, I'm here to stay now. <laughs> But I'm not, because I don't know what the Lord wants for us. That's, that's, I offer my bodies as a spiritual sacrifice. I don't think of my comfort. It's not my comfort, Lord, it's for your kingdom. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable. I mean, I'm, I can tell you my age now. I'm not discomforted. Okay, so I've become 67 now in a month's time. So, Ek sê baie keer vir die ouders, mense van my ouderdom, sit by tjepies. En ek karafainkie. Vir drie maanden in die winter. Met hulle voete in die warm water. Braai elke aand. Lees boeken. They enjoy life. I'm 67. I've got no way that I'm looking for like pension or it's grace. I mean, I'm still healthy and I can go on. It's the mercy of God. But I, I don't live for myself. I offer myself to the Lord. I, it starts with me. If don't, don't try to sacrifice something else to the Lord if you have not sacrificed yourself to the Lord. Amen? I belong to the Lord. Then sacrificing my time. 
Devotion is really nothing else than sacrificing my time to the Lord. This is the thing that I have today is that I have time for my tijd, broer. Tijd. I have no time. I'm busy. Is it not the kinders, is it not, then is it the work. Is it not the work, is it not, then is it the church. Is it not the church, is it not, is it, it's like, it's a sickness of our time. We are so busy now. And you know what? Satan loves tired people. He loves tired people. Because it's when you're tired, eh? when you're really tired because you're too busy. When you don't manage your time good enough and you rest enough and you spend enough time with the Lord, is when you get tired, is when he finds an open door. He's looking all the time. And I know, because I'm, I'm, I'm preaching for myself now, Richard. I'm preaching for myself. Because what happens is we, we, we get so busy, Etty and I, on the road. We travel all the time. And if you don't, give enough time to rest, especially because we're 67. We need more time to rest than when we're 27. <laughs> yeah. But then, when you know what, I always plan for this. I'm going away for, for, a, for a week, I work hard for two weeks, and coming back, I'll find two or three days somewhere, next to the river or, or somewhere, just finding my breath again, just finding myself again. It's like, you remember when, what was his name? Uh, Livingston, traveling through Africa. And he had all these laborers, they, they carried the luggage. So the next morning when he wanted to go on, they just sat there and they didn't move at all. So he, he asked him, so what, what's going on here? We, we have to move. So no, no, we're waiting. For who are you waiting? We're waiting for our souls. <laughs> our souls are still on the road, they're coming. So sometimes we feel the same. <laughs> we sit, just come to a halt and to a rest, and then I'm waiting for my soul. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at yeah. <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this. Jesus. Listen to this now, all jokes on, on end now. Jesus has a place designated, especially for you to serve in his body. I'm going to say it again. You have to take this. You can't say amen on this if you don't take it in your heart. Jesus has a place designated, especially for you to serve in his body. Amen. In church, we get three levels of commitment. Always. You get the essential core, the heart of what's going on in church, the essential core of people. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. They account for most of their activity, activities in church. The casual, casual helpers, that's the next level. The essential core, and then you get the casual helpers. Uh, they're not self-starters. But they will help when you ask them. They're not part of the essential core, but they will help when you ask them. And then you get the third level of commitment. You get a poo, a pew warmer. What? I think myself. You look lekker as the Afrikaans. Wie was the Afrikaans for that? A sit plek verwarmer. Yeah, and I was a set plek for warmer for my year. I mean, for me was my the total sum for my kerk to gaan was op zondag. I was a pew warmer for many years, and to, up to this day, you get so many pew warmers, and they become the most critical people of all. Is that what the people sit and kijk? Pass, man, pass. You see, you come to niet pass nie. And it's just the same in church. You get people, the best church goers, they sit and become pure warmers. Unfortunately. And we will always, unfortunately, we will always have these groups in church. Always. But you know, the more healthier we get, the bigger the essential core gets. The bigger. And eventually... 
99% of the people will be part of the essential core because it's not a thing of that we have to do it. Something happens in our heart. And that's what I'm praying this morning when you hear this word, that you will go back and you, you will come before the Lord. Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. Because this is a new thing. This thing what happened in Montague, just changes. This is a new thing now. There's a lot of excitement in life. And this, and I, and I, but believe me, unfortunately, there will come a time when the honeymoon phase is gone. And then, then, then it's a grinding phase. There will come a time like that. And then we need every, every hand on deck. Every hand on deck. Because this is not a cruise ship going to a vacation somewhere. This is a battleship. We need everyone on deck. Yes. It doesn't matter where you are. God's got a designated place for you in this body. That's what it means to be a part of the priesthood of believers. Are you still with me? Yes. Yeah, sure. I'm almost done. Okay. And then the second sacrifice that we need to bring, what the, what the word says is Hebrews 13, 15. Through him then let us continually offer up sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Yes. That's what the word says. The key word here is continuously. Glory to God. Continuously. Through the storm and sunshine. Not just in Sunday mornings. Praise to God because he is worthy always. He is the creator of everything and everyone. Sacrifices of worship and prayer. Sacrifices. I hear so many people say, you know what? This thing of... Dancing before the Lord and raising your hands. and It's not who I am. I, I'm just a quiet worshiper. Uh, and and, and it's, it's true. You can be quiet. But sometimes to be expressive is a sacrifice. You know what you're going to sacrifice when you do it? Your ego, my brother. Your dignity. That's what David did. He sacrificed his dignity as a king. And his wife laughed at him and she never bore children. Never. Just because of that. Her fruitfulness died off. Had I something wrong? Sorry, was it right? Okay. So, sometimes you need to sacrifice your image. <laughs> and a man, just on the, on the past conference, I saw this guy from, I will always tell the story because it's so funny. Because I saw this farmer from Kois. I'm going to Namibia on this Thursday for two weeks again. I'm going to visit the guys in Namibia. I love them so much. I, the past 10 years I ministered there. So I, I, found, I, I saw this farmer, Hendrik de Villiers. He comes from Kois. Kois, you spell K-O-E-S with a umlaut on the E. Kois. Nikusni. Kois. So it's 180 kilometers from church. So when they go to church on a Sunday morning, they do 360 kilometers to church and back. He's an elder in the church. He sacrifices his body. He sacrifices his vehicle. He sacrifices his petrol and diesel to come to church. It's not like 20 kilometers. You know, people living five kilometers from church, for them, for them it's too far. So I, I, I see in the Namibian farmers what it means to sacrifice. And then only, uh, he told me the only main reason that you marry when you're there is to get someone to open the gates. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's not, there's nothing serious to it. But from where he lives to the main road, he's got 16 gates. So does it come you through? No, it's just, it's just a joke. Sure, why is it no? Why is it no? Hey? I've lost my... <laughs> Oh yeah, here it is, sacrifice of praise. So on the on the on the conference I saw this Henrik de Villiers with his red beard. He's got a big red beard. And he's like this farmer and I can't a word Engels praat me. I will not Engels praat me. I say can it two words, this cheap and land rover is all. So 
on this conference they had a wonderful worship time. Can you remember that? And there was a time where they did some stage diving. I mean, that's a sacrifice of yourself. Eh? And I never did it. To be honest, I never did it up to this day. So my only excuse is I never heard the Lord saying. <laughs> but maybe I'm deaf in that ear. <laughs> but I never did it. But I saw on this stage Hendrik de Villiers from Kois. And he was standing in the queue with say boot pens and all. He's down there and he said, catch me. And he goes for it. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, my bro, did you want to do for you in Namibia? And afterwards I was thinking, why did he do it? Sometimes people, we, need something like it just to be delivered from our past to be delivered to to have a breakthrough do you know what what Hendrik did he, he, he when he when he was lost like totally lost he visited all the pubs in the area and then he just drank and he got so drunk that he danced on the on the bar what do you call it bar bar counter you know and that was who he was. He was so expressive when he was drunk. And I think the Lord just changed something in his heart and, and you know, and said to him, because from the day that he got saved up to now, and that's for many years, he didn't put his lips to alcohol again. Never drank again. Not even a glass of wine, nothing. That's, that's Hendrik. So he's absolutely committed and devoted to the Lord. And now he, he did a stage dive. And in my heart, I felt what happened is like the Lord said, you can do it again. <laughs> this time without alcohol. This time you can express yourself with abundance of joy in your heart. That's who you are. You see, but that, and he could say, he could say to himself, like, like no, man, I'm a, I'm a farmer. That's what people are going to think of me, you know. But he did it. And I believe he's never the same again. Because, you know, the first moment I did just this, to put up my hands at the men's camp many years ago, changed my life. Because I, I said, don't, don't you force me to do this. So nobody forced me. But everybody looked at me. I felt like it. And nobody looked at me. But I felt everybody looked at me. And then I did this. Nobody saw me. You know, and eventually I did this and I worshipped. And it's a sacrifice just to, to humble. You know, like baptism, to be baptized after you, you, you've given your heart to the Lord. It's a sacrifice. What you say is, at this moment, I'm actually, to all the people I show that I'm dying in myself. That's what it is. And every time there's fruit on it. Sorry, I'm taking too long. So then sacrifices of blessings are received from God. My tithe, what I give to the Lord, my tithe, my tinder, what I give to the it's a sacrifice. And, the, and the, the Lord loves it. And then Hebrews 13, 16. Uh, acts of mercy are sacrifices to God. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. For such sacrifices are pleasing to God. That's wonderful. Wanneer jy gee die ding van wat in my ijskasse is, is jouwne. En wat in jou ijskasse is, is myne. Jy sien, is meer as net a Josh Jen suffer ding. Is, want hulle het honger gekry. <laughs> ek weet, hulle gaan na hierdie boodskap luister wat ek vanochtend gepreek het. So, suffer, my nie vir my kwaad wees nie, maar ons weet waar het begin het. But actually, what it says is like, when you, when you become a Christian, your home is not your home anymore. Your fridge is not your fridge anymore. You open it. You sacrifice it. So when you come in my home and you walk through the fridge and you help yourself, there's nothing to it. Even my car is not my, you shall not my car for me. No, even my car. It's not my own anymore. It's not, not my own anymore. Mark it in. Yeah. So, unto the Lord, it's pleasing. It's pleasing sacrifices unto the Lord. I want to end off with the last thing and then I'm finished. But God made us as well we made he made us as well your your role as a priest 
but also your role. And uh, this is not actually part of the word. It's like it's something. It's an add-on. But I want to to read it to you this morning because I believe God wants to open up the fountain in this congregation regarding this. So, one Corinthians fourteen twenty six says, "What then, brothers? When you come together, each one has a hymn. Who? Nie net sommige nie. Is ek reg? Anders nou daar gesê, some of you will have a hymn. Each one. Kom jy in die ochende met a hymn? Wie van jy Afrikaanse mense nie weet nie wat sy hymn nie? Dis maar net a lied. Dis nie hymn of her nie, dis a hymn. It's a hymn, it's a song. So, wat dit sê, wanneer ek Ek moet so vol van die Heere wees, as dat wanneer ek na die samenkomst van gelovig is gaan, there's got to be a song in my heart, man. That's what it says. This morning I had to spend time with the Lord and listen to worship music and there needs to be a song in my heart. So that when I have the opportunity, when we come together and we start, we start to worship, then maybe spontaneously the song will just bubble up. From That's what it says. It's not like you're going to fabricate this. It's, it's inside of you, man. It's going to bubble up. Yes. Hey? When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson. Yes. A lesson. Maybe not a lesson to learn someone else something, but let me tell you about the lesson that the Lord learned me. <laughs> Does it make sense? Yes. Hey? A revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. Our spiritual ministry is also prophetic of nature. In other words, God can use everyone to speak to us individually or when we gather as a church. Why? For two reasons. One is to, for edifying, building up the church. And the second is to declare or interpret the will of God. We all can be prophetic. Do you believe that? When you're born again, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, we all can be prophetic because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Does that make us all prophets? No. It only means we can be used by God in whatever way the Holy Spirit chooses, whenever He chooses. That's what it means. So what I feel is to, and this is just a word for, for the leadership and for the church as a whole, is that you guys will spend time in the presence of the Lord and trust Him for opening up the spirit experience amongst yourselves. Just to give ample time for prophetic words and, and let the people come and share, you know, Maybe sometimes it's not so accurate, but you know what? Some, some of the things starts in the flesh, it ends up in the spirit. So just be, just be lenient. But I, I believe that is a word from the Lord for the church. Is that you if, you, if you hear what I'm saying this morning, what the Lord's saying this morning, and you take your role up as, as a priest in, in, the, in the house, and, the, and you, you, you know that you know that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then you will, when there's time for this, you will ask the Lord in your spirit, Lord, is there something that you want me to share this morning? In, in other words, you will position yourself before the Lord in faith. Lord, maybe there's something that you want to speak to the group this morning. Maybe there's something that you want, the Lord wants to speak to you individually this morning. And along the way, you will, you will come to discern, this word is for me. I don't need to share this uh, to everyone. But sometimes you will know that this is a word from the Lord to everyone, to the church. Does it make sense? So that's, that's our wonderful ministry as priests in the house of the Lord. Amen. And uh, I just want to bless you with this this morning. I believe that there's a new season for this, uh, this church ahead. I think the Lord wants to grow into maturity and even find that, that wonderful experience in His presence where everyone, every one of us, the ministry that God gave you, that you will come forward, you will come to the Lord, and you will come to the leadership, and that you will sp start to speak with Him and, and ask Him, just help me. He says, some way that I can serve. He says, some way that you guys need me, that I can be part of the church. And maybe, you, maybe you're part of the worship team. Maybe you're part of the, the, the children's ministry. Maybe you're a community leader. Because we need le leaders in the church right now. We need many leaders. We've been to Robertson last week with the community, and Robertson is like a ripe fruit. If you just bump the tree, it will fall down. So it's ready to be planted, 
the, the church. But the problem that we have, we don't have enough leaders. So many things are happening in Justin. So many places are coming alive. But the problem that we have, we don't have enough leaders. So this, the priesthood of believers, if we take it up seriously from the Lord, I believe God is going to raise up leaders. And full-time leaders. Are you ready to go full-time? When I say full-time, everyone is full-time. You're, you're either a double-timer and you're full-time, or you're a full-timer and you're full-time. But you are full-time before the Lord. Your life belongs to Him. Amen. But we need young couples. We need older couples, but we need especially young couples who say, Lord, here I am. I want to spend my life for you, Lord. Go. Did I say something wrong? Young couples. Yeah. Singles can become couples. Yeah. Did you guys hear what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. So, can I, can I make, a, make a call? If you want to, to, to say to the Lord this morning, and this is serious now, Lord, I've neglected my priesthood as a believer. I'm sorry, Lord. Help me to do what you want me to do. If you want to, to do that this morning, and if you want to stand before the Lord and say, here I am, Lord, use me. And I want you to, to stand with me before the Lord this morning. Come on. Yeah. We do it in publicly, man. It's no secret. Yeah. Yes, so many people. I've neglected this, Lord. Thank you for making me a priest in your house. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So, we on, we're all going to stand eventually. So, if you, if you feel that, Lord, I'm, I'm giving my all, but I can give more. I can give more. I want to give more, Lord. I want to be connected. I want to be a team player, Lord Jesus. Use me as a part of your team. Jesus, I thank you. You know everyone by, by name, by heart, Lord. You know the purpose that you've called them for. Lord, I pray this morning that they will be connected to you in the first place by your Spirit. That is the most important ministry that they can have, Father. Every one of us is that we need to be connected to you. You are the head of the church, Lord. You are the life of the church. Without you, we can do nothing, Lord. So, Lord, help us to stay connected to you, to, to be connected to you every day. Father, and then I ask, for every one of us that's here this morning, that you will show us by your Spirit that unique place that you have for us in the body, the gift that you made us. You made us all gifts in your body. We are all part of your body. We're not all hands or ears or eyes or legs, Lord, but every one of us has got a part to play, Lord Jesus, a wonderful part. And without just the, the one finger, we battle as a body. So, Father, I thank you that you bless these people, that they will take up their priesthood as a believer and that they will run for you, Father, and that this church will never be the same again. Never be the same, that they will be activated, they will run around, Lord, as a team and that the enemy will flee before them, Father, that they will take up ground in, in, in this place, Lord Jesus, in, in Montague for your kingdom, in Jesus' name. Do it, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. And we all say...